Are you kidding me? The guy asked for something spooky. Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an exactly. God, I'm awesome. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicles. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercings? <laughs> like, no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. <laughs> How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes hey, everyone, and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail. All the necessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chomp Slap. You're saying we're allowed to swear. I'm saying big fat load of cum and horse cock, and you're getting mad. <laughs> the other side of the table's Dr. Scientist. Hey guys, something's really wrong. It's an emergency. I messed up bad. I ordered way too many donuts. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Bob Scotch, and as I always say, that, that is an imaginary cat. Now will you please fuck off? <laughs> Welcome to Plotty Time. Episode number two. Hundred. Oh my God, they did it! I can't, I can't believe it. I'm throwing oh my panties on the stage. Oh my God, take this. Yeah, that is our celebration. <laughs> We've done this way too long. You're welcome. <laughs> Listen, yeah, fucking for real. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Great, great. Yeah. So it's episode two hundred. We wanted to do something very special for you guys, but before we even get to the game, which I know you already know about because you saw what episode was named. <laughs> you shouldn't name this one after the game. <laughs> you should just call it two hundred. Episode 200. Ooh, then it'll be a nice reveal. We're oh, gonna do yeah. That. We're going to totally do that. So, All wait, right. they don't know yet. They don't know yet. Be cool, guys. <laughs> All right, cal- calm down. <clears throat> Let's uh, leave them on the edge of their seat by talking to Dr. <laughs> Scientist about what he's been playing, doing, watching, what's going on with him. Not much. Cool. How about you? No. <laughs> I'm great. You had to watch something. Uh, I did watch a speed run of Final Fantasy X. It was Ooh, about six hello. hours. Ooh. It was a task. Sick. Tool assisted speed run. PlayStation 2 or 3? 3? 3? Okay. I think. No idea. Was there a long gap in there? I feel like there was a long gap somewhere. Between 7 and 10? No, there was 8 and 9. I don't don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I meant like like years long, because 7 came out for PlayStation, and you're saying 10 came out for PlayStation 3. Did maybe, 8 come out for PlayStation, two. PS2? Did they all it come might out? might have been 2. I don't know. Who the hell knows? When we do it, we'll find out. But we've got seven other Final Fantasies to do in between then. That's true. Okay. Not really, because they have nothing to do with each other. I watched a couple of movies. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I watched Silent Hill. The original one? I with, don't know. Were what? they in the town that's on fire? Like That uh, is Centralia? Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It was whatever. Yeah, but who's in that one? I don't know. Naomi Watts? Sean Could Bean? Be. Is he in that one? Am I thinking of something else? Did we watch the right... Are we talking about the same thing? <laughs> I'm talking about Silent Hill. That's what I watched. What the fuck's a Silent Hill? <laughs> Did they go to Poo World? That's what matters. Yes, That's what that the people happens. are asking. And at the end, there's like a whole bunch of chains that come out of the ground and rip people apart. Is that the one where they end up in the church and the little girl just tells the entire plot of everything that happened? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was ah, the second that. one. It might be. Who knows? I wouldn't recommend it. I don't know what I'm thinking of. <laughs> okay. Fuck Silent Hill. What else? Yeah, what whatever. Else you do? Uh, I went and saw Wakanda Forever in the theater. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's pretty good. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Just pretty good. Is it yeah. better than the first one? No. But it, it. They phoned it in. I mean, the both Black Panther movies have by far the best villains so far. Who's oh. the villain in this one? Namor. Oh yeah, bird. He's Who's not that? a bird at all. He lives underwater. He said word. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it said word. Like, because uh, obviously I know who that is. That's what I was getting at. Oh, I thought you said bird. Oh, the bird. Oh, no, the squid. No, He's the not squid a squid man. Either. He's half human. 
half squid. More of a mutant squid. But it's really good. <laughs> okay. All right. Sweet, sweet. Should have thought you'd go check that out. Yeah, I should have seen that coming. And uh, what did I play? I only played this game called South of the Circle. Oh. It's like okay. Walking Sim, sort of. But it's about a guy who he's trying to go to Antarctica to do some research. Oh, that's And his plane it's... crashes and he tries to get. South of the Circle calls it. He's, he's trying to basically live and it, like his whole life starts flashing before his eyes and stuff and you start doing stuff it's pretty it was cool it's an interesting thing south of the arctic circle right nope just south of the circle south of just that tom hanks circle, movie or? <laughs> yes it's south of any circle <laughs> interesting sick that's all i did what about you papa scotch thanks for asking i watched a bunch of shit no way yeah it was mostly getting through stuff i already started okay so oh, we like finished succession. up the yeah i did finish succession yeah <laughs> Now you get ready for the next season. <laughs> I don't know, man. Did. I it's a good place to stop, right after the third season. It is. It it really is because I'm not gonna. Well, I'll fuck it. I'll spoil it. Who gives a shit? So the end of the third season, basically, all three of the kids make a move against the dad because they think the dad is selling the company, mm-hmm. and it turns out he is. Oh or, shit! They called it. Or isn't, so they tried Uh-oh. to fight him for it, and he played them all, and they played their hand, and now they're all basically fucked and out of the business. I get it. He was... Yeah. He, again, Brian Cox is smarter at business than the average kids. Bear. Than the average bear. Yes, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> but yeah, if you like Game of Thrones in a boardroom where less people die and there's a bunch of dick jokes, check it out. Oh, I love dick jokes. Who doesn't? So then, I also... Finished watching the newest season of Cobra Kai. Oh, really? I didn't even know you watched that. Yeah, it's I'm pretty sure you sick. brought it up before, but yeah, several times. Yes, <laughs> yes, I did. Um, it's good. It's pretty sick. I liked it. I thought it was more fun when we were focusing on Johnny and uh, what's his name, Ralph Macchio's character. Mm-hmm. When they were feuding as adults, that was a lot more fun for me. But now it's all about the kids, so I'm like, eh, that's uh, dumb. It's fine. It's fine is what I was about to say. And then we finished the second season of Review. Oh, nice. Which is an amazing show. He's in jail right now. Or he's, <laughs> he's out on bail because he killed somebody. They were all good episodes. They're all fantastic. The one where he pulled the thing to kill somebody and he did his veto. And then the next one was procrastination. Yeah, and he did his veto there. And he had to do his veto because he couldn't procrastinate procrastinating because then he wouldn't be doing it. So he used his second and only other veto. <laughs> <laughs> And then the third one was like the same lady from the first one. Like, oh, I don't, I'm not sure if that's sent it. I'll yeah, just say it again. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like to kill somebody? So he had to go kill somebody. Is, did he do the conspiracy theory thing? Is that at the end of season one or is that the end of season no, three? No, that's, that's the end of season two. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That was also fantastic. <laughs> What's it like to believe in conspiracy theories? <laughs> and the conspiracy theory was, what was it that? That his boss was actually trying to get him killed. Yeah, trying to get him killed or ruin his life or whatever. And that it was some kind of girl he made fun of in high school that oh man what a fucking show this show's great it's just anything that can possibly go wrong for Forrest McNeil goes (laughs) wrong because there was a sequence in the last one where his dad came to visit him in prison and he's like so far you burned down my house and then you burned down my second house. I and I forgot he, all about all those. I love when he, he pretended to be a short person. Yeah, he couldn't, re- he couldn't, he couldn't reach the reach fire, fire extinguisher. Oh, man. That was that's such a great show. If you guys out there haven't seen Review with Andy Daly, it is fantastic. If you're questionable at all, just oh. Google an episode 
called Pancakes, Divorce, and Pancakes. <laughs> and watch yeah, that's it. really, if you just watch one episode, that'd be the one. That's the one, because sure. that's by far the best. You'll either be in or you'll be out at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's even like the second episode, so you might be able to just watch it from the beginning, but. <sighs> oh, so fucking great. Yeah, he should do more. He should have more work. Absolutely. And I watched uh, more of Better Call Saul. I'm almost done with the that whole series. I got like two episodes left. Oh, yeah. Excited to put that one to bed. And then we started watching, we've only saw one episode so far, but the new Interview with the Vampire series. Oh, really? What do you think? The one episode. It's- I mean, it's fine. I don't I don't dislike it's hard to say for one episode because they were setting up so much stuff. Were you a big fan of the movie? I liked it fine. Yeah, it wasn't it's not something to be a fan of though, right? No, I mean I, I see why people like it. I, I don't think it'd be one that I'd ever rewatch again. Yeah, exactly. Um uh, I thought Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt were great in it. Mm-hmm. But I'm I wouldn't say I'm a fan. There are people out there who are big fans of this, and I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Right, okay. What's it even but, about? It's about an interview. Uh, it's about an interview with a vampire. No, is it the same characters is what I meant. Same characters, but they pretty much... So far, what I've seen in the first episode, they completely redid the backstories of everybody. Okay. Like Lestat and the other main guy. Yeah, Lestat's the only name I remember from that. Yeah, I guess Lestat was in the original book and the original movie. He was like a white plantation over owner in the 1700s. And in this, he's like a... He'd already been a vampire for 100 years, so he's like a traveling rich playboy type guy oh yeah of course so he, he goes to new orleans he's like this team this town's fucking awesome i'm gonna stay here a while all right so it's like but it's real pretty it looks great what's that spin off of vampire diaries charmed the originals it's not charmed no i don't know i don't, I don't, I don't know what charmed is it's just charmed was I, it's about witches yeah when yeah i think it came out when we were in high school yeah it's been a while yeah for real no but they're i think it's called the originals they're a it's a couple of vampires and they're in New Orleans and doing all. I mean, the first movie was in New Orleans too, but well, it was in Louisiana. <laughs> I, I have there. no idea. All that. I believe you. I just I don't recall that at all. Mm-hmm. And then uh, games. I played more Tiny Tina. Yeah. Oh, you aren't going to platinum it? I don't think I. I don't know because you, you get a couple million dollars. No. Okay. Here's the problem. I paid for the DLC. Right. I don't remember if I got it for free, if it was a promo, or if the game was on sale and I spent like 60 bucks for everything plus the DLC. Either way, I had the DLC. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Might as well play through it, see what it's all about. And there's four different DLCs, and each one is a raid. But you have to go through like four or five different maps with different things you have to do until you can actually fight the raid boss. So it takes like 15, 20 minutes just to get to the boss. Oh, and then you, have, yeah. then you have to beat them. If you die, you go all the way back to the beginning. Oh, I hate that. And then you need to do it four fucking times on increasingly more So it's more an actual difficult. raid. You, it's you hate fucking, that, but it's what you did in Destiny for years. That's true. I barely I know. the raids. <laughs> barely <laughs> raids were too hard to fucking get enough people to do. So it takes 16 successful runs to get through all the DLC, and I've done five. That's a third of the way. Yeah, almost. By the time I finish all those, will I have enough money for all the SDU upgrades? I don't think I will. Really? I don't even think selling all your shit. I'm still at the point where I have to pick up everything and sell it. Yeah. I don't think you get enough money for what you sell. No. No. Did you sit and farm weapons for hours and hours and hours? Just sell. I all did. The I did farm one weapon. Yes. Like that. Like we used to back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. You just you reload the game at a certain checkpoint. You run in, fight the boss, didn't drop, reload, and so on and so forth. But I, I overall, I mean, I'm mostly done with it. I'm I think I'm gonna power through the DLC before I start God of War. Oh shit! 
I think, or I might just skip God of War until Callisto Pro. I don't know, guys. I don't know what I'm gonna do. There's too many games. Uh, you should just is. just play Chell. Just play Chell. Good idea. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to make a decision. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but so f- I guess I can say my thoughts on it. I think if you really want to play more Borderlands, it's a fitting game, but it's not a full game. It's not nearly as big as Borderlands Three. Um, it's fun. It's in the Borderlands universe. If you liked the Tiny Tina DLC. You'll like this, but don't go expecting a brand new Borderlands experience. Let's say that. That's fair. Yeah, that's all I did. That's all I played. So how about you there? Sir Chumpslap, what do you play and watch and do and what's going on with you on episode 200? Oh, shit. It is episode 200, isn't it? You've watched a lot of shitty movies. At least probably t- average three movies per episode. Yeah, so that's 600 bad movies <laughs> at about 45 minutes in that movie. <laughs> Some of them are good. That's like 450 hours of movies you watched. Whatever, dude. (laughs) Whatever, dude. I know I said I was going to finish. The only game you played. Horizon? Yeah, Horizon. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I said I was going to finish it. I didn't. I didn't play anything this week. I don't know. I just couldn't couldn't do it. Too busy. What happens? My back was fucked. I couldn't sit for a long time. You can't lay down and play video games? I can't. It's hard. I can't do it. I can't lay on my side and play video games. And the way my living room's set up, I can't really like recline and play it. So No, and your couch is shit. My couch is a piece of fucking garbage. Tell me about it. <laughs> so no, I didn't really play anything, but I will beat it next week. I don't think you will. I'm going to beat it right I after. I believe re- in you. Right after we're done recording this, I'm going to go play the last mission. There you go. But I watched a couple things. You guys are going to like this one. I watched season two of Fear Factor. <laughs> God damn. I thought you were going to say review. I completely forgot you watched that bullshit. <laughs> and season two starts must be right after 9-11. Oh, great. Yeah, it's great because the first episode is... They're flying planes in the buildings? Celebrities playing for oh. charities, for 9-11 charities, with Coolio and David Hasselhoff, maybe? I don't remember. I don't even fucking remember who was on it. How many episodes are in a season of that show? I don't know. The first was like 10. This one's like, I don't know. I think I'm at episode 14 or 15. It might be one or two off. Didn't know you love Fear Factor this much. Gotta say. It's something to put on when, you know, say I have like a couple minutes before I decide I'm going to bed at 830. I need to watch something. (laughs) There's literally anything else. Yeah, but then I'll just end up flipping through shit and finding something else to watch. Or watching... Shit, I've seen thousands say, of times. Why don't you watch Comedy Bang Bang again? Because I've seen it thousands of times. I have, I've seen Fear Factor maybe once through. Whatever. Why do you guys hate Fear Factor? Fans, I just, weigh I in just on this. I just think it's a weird rewatch. I, that's all I'm saying. It's, I don't know, it's a good time. I like watching people do stupid shit. And it's only $50,000. Okay, you're getting very defensive. Well, you guys hate me for this. I, <laughs> I see I it in your you. face. <laughs> it's more it's, of me being confused. Well, really. scientist I wants mean, to stab no. me in the neck. Scientist <laughs> might hate That's, that's yes. disappointment. <laughs> I'm just confused. Out of all the shitty things you've watched, that's the shittiest. It's, I saw it on Hulu, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm watching it. I'm almost as mad at Hulu at it as my as you. Well, you can write them a nasty letter. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was unrelated to this, but I did. Yeah. But I watched a couple movies, too. This movie is worse than any fucking Fear Factor. Wanted. <laughs> Wanted? The one with Angelina Jolie? Yeah. And Morgan Freeman. And the bullet bending. And 
I swear to God, you've seen it and talked about it on this. Did I? I don't know. It's so bad. I can't fucking stand it. I don't know why. I put it on, but I was like, I have to just finish it now. I remember when that movie came out, I saw it, and I was like, this is so fucking cool. (laughs) Really? I swear I I thought that at some point. Yes. What, the bullet bending? (laughs) I don't know. Just the whole movie was just so It doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't. And then there's just a loam. A loom? Loam? Yeah, loam. A loom. Loam. A loom. 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 Loam's an entirely different thing. <laughs> Whatever makes fucking blankets and shit. A loom. A loom, yeah. Okay, yeah. Why was I saying loam? Whatever. But it's just, it's so stupid. It's such a bad, bad movie. Yeah, agree. <laughs> but I watched this other one called VHS 99. You guys see this one? No, I haven't. How was it? It's pretty good. Isn't that the first one? No, it's the newest one. I think it's a Shutter exclusive or Shutter original. Why is it 99? Is there also a 94? Was 94 the first one? There's a 94 or 84. I think I it might be 94. The first one's just VHS. I don't know. I don't know. It was a good one. I had I had a good time watching it. Check it out. You know, it's just the fucking like. Oh, Jesus Christ. We were all right. There's a VHS from 2012, a VHS 2 from 2013, VHS viral from 2014. They right. took a seven year break and then made VHS 94 in 2021 then vhs 99 in 2022 and vhs 85 is coming in 2023 yeah okay yeah i can't believe the first one was in 94 or, yeah. 2000, or 2012 i mean yeah i just saw it for the first time what like yeah you just talked, about, ago, it. I talked yeah. about it and i loved it i thought it was fun as hell yeah there were like good. some stories that were weaker than others sure but yeah that's how they always are when you're watching one of these but yeah it was a good one i enjoyed this one you should check it out all right then watch this other movie called Superhost. You guys see this one? Super host. No. It's about these YouTubers who go on like Airbnb and then they rate it on their YouTube and they get to this Airbnb and then the host is just fucking with them. Sounds terrible. She's like a crazy person. Sounds like, wasn't there one, The Last Resort? Is that one that came out recently? I don't know. Yeah. The one with Allison Brie and directed yeah. by Dave Oh, Franco? yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems similar to that. Kind of like that, but it's just, Yeah. I don't know. It was it wasn't that great, but I just I needed something to talk about, so it was okay, I guess. Okay. Maybe check it out, but check out VHS ninety nine. That was a good one, and wanted because it blew Papa Scotch's mind one time. <laughs> <laughs> one time it did. Yeah. Chris Pratt gets hit in the face with a keyboard. Oh yeah, and it says like "fuck you," <laughs> whatever. Yeah. With the with the keyboard keys and his teeth. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Spells out, fuck you in the sky. <sighs> so bad. Anyway, that'll take us to the playtime vibe check. How are we vibing today? What's the vibe? So before we start, go to the subreddit, and there's a thread out there asking for questions for a Q&A episode. So hop in there, throw your questions in. Any Hopefully questions. Hopefully we'll do a Q&A. Any questions you want to ask any of us, you can ask us about production. You can ask us about where Dr. Scientist hid the bodies. Anything. Anything's on the table. Yeah. Ask him what his feet smell like right now. What do they smell like? Give us. You want to give us a little hint? A little taste? Cheddar cheese. Oh, God. That's Fuck. Wor- <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I almost don't feel like rewarding you with the news I'm about to talk about. <laughs> Dr. Scientist. I hope it's about cheese. NFT news. Oh, oh shit. So apparently the NFT that Justin Bieber bought for $1.29 million is now worth exactly $68,000. How's it worth that? That's still worth (laughs) that. He bought that in January, by the way. What an idiot. Who's buying? 
that was like 11 it was probably at the height of NT. NT oh yeah I was thinking like January started coming up like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's like, that's a month from now? what an idiot <laughs> man yeah it was one of the board eight ones yeah of course it was everyone was obsessed with for a month or two why didn't we think of that dude I think we should have invested in the uh, cryptocurrency exchange that went bankrupt over the Ooh, that's a good story. Yeah. Oh, didn't they just take the money and run? Yeah, well, I think he I did. I think they tried to save another company he was in and fucked that up, too. Well, he didn't have enough money when people were taking stuff out, and he just... Whatever. Eventually, yeah. Who cares? It's another scam. I mean, all of crypto's a scam, so it's not really... Everything's a scam. Don't think so much about this scam or that scam. It's all a scam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the smartest things I ever heard from that TV show. For real. And then in other news, uh, you can now read every issue of Nintendo Power on the internet. I can't believe you couldn't do that before. I guess it's Nintendo. but It was uploaded to archive.org. All 285 episodes of Nintendo Power are now unofficially available in the .cbr format, which is over 40 gigs for the entire thing. 285? Yep. That's a long time. Yeah. How long That's did Nintendo Power run? 20 years. <laughs> great question. 26 years. 27 years. It was a long ass time. It was monthly, right? I don't know. I assume it was monthly. Most shit is. Yeah, yeah but they're apparently available online. You can check them out. Bring back some good memories. Cool. I'm going to have to go check them out. I think I was more of an EGM guy. I don't think I had Nintendo Power. I don't know. I, never, I didn't have it either. Never really had a subscription to a magazine about video games back in the day. So you weren't cool. Got it. No. That's all you had to say. No. no Too cool. Too cool. Too cool. Okay, whatever. So, uh, yeah, in more news, apparently Legacy of Kane series is coming back, guys. Oh, about time. They finally listened to us. Yeah. It was all on that episode we did. That's what started it. It had to be. Crystal Dynamics, the company that owns Tomb Raider, purchased it. Uh, we talked about that a while back. Yeah, I was going to say, it didn't yeah. happen a long time ago. So they're like, they basically asked fans, you want another game? Everyone's like, fuck yeah, like you got it. So they're apparently making another Legacy of Kane game. Wait, are they making another one or are they remaking an old one? It says there's going to be a Legacy of Kane game, so I suppose it could also be a remake. I guess we'll have to wait and see. There's also going to be a Streets of Rage movie coming out by the uh, creators of John Wick. Oh, that's probably fun. I hope so. I hope it I mean, side-scrolls the whole movie the whole movie side scroll that'd be sick nobody's ever done that that would be pretty sick i, <laughs> I think it sounds so dumb but i have to see it <laughs> i know right so are we were all gonna see it opening day right oh at least yeah i might see it at before <laughs> get one of those late copies of it yeah much later and then the only other piece of news i really have uh because we got to get into this game is that the uh, Saints Row team, the team that developed and created the newest Saints Row game that, remember, came out and we all forgot about immediately? Yeah, no. It came out back in August, a brand new Saints Row game, and it was very bad. Oh, from yes, what I'm yes, being told. yes. So their whole uh, Saints Row has basically been torn down, and that group is going to start working on other projects at Gearbox. Well, at least they get a second chance. Yeah, I mean, they can still do the work. It's just, man, I guess the Saints Row was really bad. It was just not fun at all, and the other ones were all about having fun. Dude, would you want to... With nonsense. Would you want to make a game that has already has a fan base that is probably rabid and would just tear it apart? doesn't matter what it is. I mean... It's the only way you're going to sell anything. Yeah, but the, I mean, why... People are just going to complain about it anyway. That's it's never going to be good enough. All right, well, on that fucking super cool high note... <laughs> Let's talk. Let's reveal what game we're going to be talking about because this is episode two hundred. <laughs> yeah, fucking a it is. And we saved a special one. You have no idea what it is until uh, you're listening to this moment right now, or you're an asshole 
Unless Papa Scotch forgets and just puts it on the thing. Well, he probably should because <laughs> people are going to want to search for this one. Oh, shit. No, yeah. Damn it. It right, really right. doesn't matter. No, I'm going to put it up just as episode 200, and then maybe down the road I'll change the description to say we did. There you go. But to say that we did the game. You asked for it. You've been begging us for it. We've been getting so many letters to dive into this oh series. Oh, my God. I'm tired of reading them. Did we really? Fucking drowning in them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about one of the classics, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. Oh, my God. It was released September 3rd, 1998. Number one song in the country. Oh, I got I got I can't wait. I can't wait. Britney Spears. Well, I got to do it as Bentley cuz the the poll's not closed, but I assume, you know, Bentley's way ahead. So we're probably going to be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so All right, you guys ready? I think you'll get it very fast. I only put down four lines here. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> wait, I got to get Bentley first. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to close my eyes. <laughs> I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, babe. And I don't want to miss a thing. Keep That's going. Keep going. No, I'm not. I knew you guys were going to make me keep going. Oh, I knew man, you were going to sit there in silence. good. I like it. What? What is it? What's the song? Uh, Aerosmith. Don't want to miss a thing. That might be. I can't think of that. That might be the title. That is exactly what the title is. I don't want to miss a thing by the band Aerosmith from the number one movie that has ever existed, but not this week, so don't ask. Armageddon. Oh, yes. Number one movie this week, September 3rd, 1998. Uh, You might actually get this from the tagline. The tagline is, love is in the hair. Uh, Something about Mary. That's it. It's there's (laughs) something about Mary. Nice. Love come jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. They named the tagline after, like, what? All I right. know, that's pretty bad. Uh, the movie, There's Something About Mary. Go check it out, I guess. Also, this day in history, September 3rd, 1927, The Jazz Singer is released, co-starring Al Jolson and Al Jolson's Blackface, making history as the first film with a soundtrack. Oh, that's... You think it holds up? <laughs> no, Probably. I don't think it does. I don't think so either. All as right. far as the soundtrack working, I bet the soundtrack is synced up perfectly, but... <laughs> That's not the problem. <laughs> it's just really funny that this is the first film released with a soundtrack to the film with like sync sound and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then like the biggest wide release of any movie. Well, like the original biggest wide release was The Birth of a Nation, which is the KKK. Yeah. Superpower movie. Insane. Man, film. Ooh, rocky start. For, yeah, for, for really. I'm surprised America. it even took off. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, okay, yeah, well, we guess racism in Hollywood, right? Oh, well, back in thought. the day, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, that's what sold. It's cure now. It's cure oh, now. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Absolutely. It doesn't fixed. even exist. <laughs> Jesus. So, <laughs> Metal Gear Solid developed for PlayStation 1, PlayStation 1 exclusive, developed and published by Konami. It is an action adventure stealth game, and I picked it. So, if you guys want, I'm just going to go ahead and get into this. Well, if you want to know the story to Metal Gear 1 and 2, you can listen to our previous podcast. Maybe two podcasts with him where we discussed the story. Wait a minute, did we? We did, but I think it was it's Metal Gear. Oh, it was one, one of the, the NES episodes yeah. we talked yeah, about. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I could probably look it up and tell you exactly which episode, but just listen to all the NES episodes. And if, great. And if you don't remember what Plotty Time thinks of stealth games, get yourself a shirt. <laughs> That's right. You can go to our official store, PlottyTime.com, which takes you to eBay, which is totally legit way to buy things. 
And while we're saying it, the Derf shirts, guys. <laughs> it, it must be a thing where you guys tune out before the end of the episode because I've been saying it for a while. <laughs> Go buy your Derf shirts. So this game is... It's a thing. Something else. It takes place in an alternate history where the Cold War continued well into the 90s and it ended sometime near the year 2000. As opposed it's, to real life where it ended in the 80s? It, well, when the wall came down was kind of the unofficial end of it. Yeah. And it, uh, this takes place six years after the fall of what they call Zanzibar Land. Which you may remember from the previous Metal Gear Solids we talked about. Or Metal Gears. I have no idea. It is Well, this is the third chapter in Solid Snake's story, but it is the seventh game in the timeline of Metal Gear World. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of them come before. I decided to go with the way the games were released because it's not going to make more sense if we do it the other way. It's no, not. No, it doesn't matter. No, the other games bring upon stories and themes and elements that were all already discussed in previous Metal Gear games, so it makes less sense when you sit, when you tell it in order. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to get into all of this nonsense. Um, there were also a lot of like threads that like seeds that get planted for future Metal Gear games that I'm just going to blow through. Right, right. Moments and stuff. We're, we're talking just about Metal Gear Solid and this bullshit. So we intro the game and we learn immediately that it's the year 2005. There is an enhanced special forces unit called Foxhound. They've taken control of a remote island in Alaska's Fox Archipelago called Shadow Moses. Right. Their whole thing is they want $1 billion and the remains of Big Boss. And they say they have nukes and they will use them against the U.S. if their demands are not met. So you play as one of the most iconic characters in video games, Solid Snake. You need to go to the island, see if this is real, see if they actually have nukes, see if they're not just blowing smoke, and neutralize the the threat if it even exists there. Mm -hmm. Your main thing as well, the other side missions or other things you need to do is this location has the president of Arms Tech by the name of Kenneth Baker and the head of DARPA, a guy by the name of Donald Anderson. They are both on base and you have to save them if possible. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you're doing it alone because it's top secret and you got no support. Super duper talk secret. Lot of military talk and anagrams to start mm-hmm. this game. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the heliport and you sneak around some guys, but basically this is like the training session to get you used to the radar system and the comms link, which is known as the codec in this video game series. Mm, yeah, makes sense. Your first thing you do is you hit on one of your coworkers, Mei Ling. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, it's actually, you can bring up the codec at any time and you can call anybody at any time in the game. Um, sometimes if they really don't have anything to say to you or they're supposed to be doing something else, they just won't answer. But for the most part, you can talk to anybody at any time. Uh, Mei Ling is the person you contact when you want to save your game. So you'll call her up and you'll save the game that way. I guess Snake is supposed to be a mix between like Sam Fisher and James Bond because he just hits on Naomi in a second here and then he hits on Meryl late like he's just hitting on all the ladies. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't really make well, sense. Well, in the early 2000s, there probably weren't a lot of women around. Mm. Like at all? To, trying to take what you get, yeah. Yeah, there were a lot less back then. You should look it up. It's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then right away, you land into Anderson's cell. And you're like, oh, shit, we already found this one guy. Great. We're off to a hot start. Uh, You begin getting some info from him, and he says that Foxhound has this big, huge robot called Metal Gear Rex. And it's fucking real, and it can launch nukes. Mm. But the nukes operate on a two-password system. Anderson has one, and Baker has one. 
So you immediately find out why they are there. And there's a three card key, a three key card fail safe that you can use to disarm the nukes. And then Anderson freaks out and dies mysteriously out of nowhere. Yeah. Heart attack or something. Yeah. Every time they said card keys, I thought they said car keys. It's like, you need three car keys. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because don't you call them key cards? Yes. Not in in every game. other game. I think yeah. it had to be like a translation thing. Probably. Uh, but as you're leaving the cell, you run into this soldier who is who, who Solid Snake clocks as a rookie almost immediately. He's like, you're nervous. Look at your eyes. You've never shot anybody. I'm so fucking smart. Yeah. And then they work together to shoot the bad guys. And then the mystery, the mystery soldier runs away with a wildly inappropriate and uncomfortably long ass shot. <laughs> yeah, she really wiggles it. Like you tell it's a woman, and you're supposed to get that, obviously, from the game, but the camera just sits there for, like, 30 seconds longer than it mm. should, and, and 10 seconds is a long time. And then you flash back to a sequence. You, this, uh, this isn't happening in Snake's mind. It's just happening within the story. We get to, like, glimpse this. But apparently there is a guy by the name of Psycho Mantis, who we will get into, and the main bad guy, Liquid Snake, because, you know, you're Solid Snake, so the bad guy's Liquid Snake, because that's the level of storytelling we're operating on with that these makes, games. That makes the most sense. There's other ones, too. So, turns out that Liquid Snake killed Anderson, or I'm sorry, Psycho Mantis killed him accidentally through interrogation. So, you're basically spoon-fed the fact that, hey, uh, wait, this guy was already dead? Mm-hmm. So, it seems like the guy that died in the cell wasn't Anderson. Oh. Did you not get that? No, I watched a shorter video that didn't have that part. Good for you, because the video I watched was like four goddamn hours. I, I saw two hours, 45 minutes. I was like, this is long enough. <laughs> It's, it's the shortest even, one I could find. It's not even half the story. I got it. I got it. I think I got it. So then uh, you head into the armory. You stumble into the other guy, Kenneth Baker. And one of the bad guys for Foxhound Revolver, Ocelot, shows up. Fucking flashing a gun around like a carnival sideshow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's just twirling his fucking six-shooter. It's just... He's like an Old West hero in a secret base in Alaska. It's very... It's dumb. But this is also a series that later we're going to run into a vampire. Not in this game. But in one of the other games. That makes sense. But his name's Revolver Ocelot, so he's got to have revolvers. You sure. You got the name before the guns. Yeah. <laughs> and he had to learn. He's Solid. like, I can't, yeah, yeah, I can't be named Revolver and not know how to use revolver. I'll feel like an asshole. That's fair. Okay. I can't be an Ocelot. <laughs> so in this fight, obviously, uh, it comes to the logical conclusion. You don't kill Revolver Ocelot, but his hand gets sliced off by a stealth robot ninja who immediately fucks off. Obviously. The nin- well, the ninja also freed Baker, screams real hard like a weirdo, and runs away fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's what I do. And then Baker's like, hey, uh, I talked. Sorry. Yeah, but, uh, they have my key. They have my code. Whoops. They have my key. They have my code. They tried to get into my mind by this one weird psychomantis guy, but it didn't work because I had my control receptors installed by the government, so he couldn't get into my mind brain. Yeah. I got one. Of Makes those. sense. Which I guess we're supposed to believe that that's what killed Anderson, that he tried to push it through and Anderson died. That's what I got. Yeah, well, I wasn't even thinking about Anderson at this point. You missed the part where it wasn't really him. Oh, I got it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, Baker dr- dumps a lot of info on us, so I'm just going to list it out. Baker says he does not have the failsafe key. He gave it to Merrill. Mm-hmm. Later, we're going to find out that Merrill is Colonel Campbell's niece. Yes. Colonel Campbell is your commanding officer in this game. But you also learn 
that there's this guy by the name of Dr. Hal Emmerich who uh, might know a little bit about Metal Gear Rex, so go talk to him. He's on site. Go find him. Just a little bit about Metal Gear Rex. A little bit. And then you can also, well, okay. Baker also gives him a data disc, and he says, you're supposed to take this and report back to Jim, but then Baker immediately has a weird-ass heart attack, just like Anderson did, and he dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. Must be that Psycho Manus guy. Something's going on here, right? They're just yeah. mysteriously dying at the worst possible time? Yeah, it's nuts. So then, Snake calls the soldier who was Meryl, and they start talking. Snake hits on her, like he did with Meiling and Naomi previously. He doesn't know how else to talk to women, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, making a weird, weird workplace for everybody, but they're totally into it because he's like a legend in the spy game, which if you're a legend in the spy game, I guess you're not spying real great, right? Seriously. But what do I know? So <laughs> um, they, they talk a little bit. She says that the base is owned by Arms Tech for the development of the Metal Gear. It's not a nuclear disposal facility. It never was. <gasps> so already Metal Gear, Metal Gear, Solid Snake's running with some old info here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she points him towards where Hal Emmerich is. They talk a lot about killing people, and like it's not easy to forget what a sin. It's easy to forget what a sin is in wartime, and and uh, it's just very heavy-handed. Soft music started playing, very soap opera like. Right, right. Here I go killing people. So many of these moments. This is very much an anti-war and anti-nuke film. Film, video game. It's pretty much a film. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very cinematic for 1998. Yeah, PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys, that's the same year Banjo-Kazooie came out. Not as cinematic. <laughs> <laughs> not as cinematic. Blocky as fuck, we'd even say. Yeah. So, not that this wasn't, but you get the point. And then Snake tells her, hey, you're a rookie. Uh, sit this one out. And she's like, okay, yeah, it's probably for the best. And then immediately says, fuck that, and gets into the field and starts helping. Mm-hmm. So Snake keeps going. He gets a call from someone calling themselves Deep Throat. <gasps> Just like, and they actually mentioned, like, you mean the, the informant and the Watergate scandal? Yeah, you really have to go into that just in case. Kids, well, yeah. kids learn here, I guess. Uh, I'm sure half the people in Japan who played this had no idea who Deep Throat was. Oh, fair enough. That's a good point. And then Deep Throat warns him about some minefields ahead. He has a secret ally, but um, there isn't much in the video I watched involving Deep Throat, but he's in a lot of the game talking to you a lot through the yeah. codec and giving you info. So he's like an ally. He's very helpful to have. But you run into probably one of the best villains in the history of video games, Vulcan Raven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's pretty mm-hmm. badass. Who, the best way I could explain him is like Ivan Drago of Alaska. <laughs> With a big gun. <laughs> and ravens. He actually says the line, and I quote, snakes don't belong in Alaska. He's right. And then you boss fight him in his fucking tank. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, well, can't win this, so you sneak away. And then Liquid shows up, and he's he's talking to Raven, and they briefly talk about how badass you are, mm-hmm. which I thought was an interesting, uh, kind of like uh, don't underestimate him. He's kind of a badass. Mm-hmm. And then Deep Throat gets you to a bunker where you find a bunch of scientists ninja or scientists scientist ninjas, <laughs> a bunch of scientists dead that were sliced up by the cyborg ninja. Right. And then you run into Emmerich, who's on the ground peeing himself in front of the cyborg ninja, and now the ninja turns to you and is like, you are neither my enemy or a friend, and now we'll battle to the death. Snake's like, fucking, okay. (laughs) So you start fighting him, and this whole time you're getting, like you're in a conversation with your team, which I thought was kind of like a neat narrative thing to do, but was very distracting when you're trying to fight him. Yeah. And then after you fight, you realize that the cyborg ninja the entire time was Gray Fox, guys. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, that comedian... No, no the one from the previous Metal Gear games. Yeah, oh, okay, the one that died in Zanzibar. Yeah. Right. 
and then later would go on to leave the war effort by marrying a Czechoslovakian figure skater. Right. Okay. Which one of us hasn't done that? This game's all over the place. So then uh, he freaks out, runs away, and Naomi jumps in the radio and starts telling you, Naomi's another one of your sports staff. Uh, she's in this game a lot, but not as much pushing the story forward just yet. Mm. But uh, she says that he was the first genome soldier. All of that was confidential info I didn't need to give you till right now. And, like, maybe Snake, he, he wants Snake to kill him? Mm. Okay. Everyone's very confused about why Gray Fox is here. Yeah. And then you start talking to Emmerich. You tell him Rex, Metal Gear Rex, is getting a nuke attached, and he's going to start firing nukes. And Emmerich is like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I can't believe they use my giant robot for evil. Yeah, he's like, no, no, no. That was to stop nukes. What the fuck? Yeah, Hal Emmerich, this is his first game, but he shows up in a lot of the other games. His dad is also a builder of large mechs. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's legacy large mech builder guy. Obviously. And I think at some point he like usurps his father and bangs his mom, but that's in a later Metal Gear game. Yeah, let's not get into it. I think it's the other way around. I don't know. It's, we'll get into it when we get there. Yeah. But they talk a lot about Meryl's butt here, and it's wildly inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. And then Emmerich gives him a security card that he can get around, and he's like, oh, I'm a, you know, I need a, a call sign, and I'm really into anime, which he does say. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I want you to call me Otacon. And then he takes a stealth suit where he can hide and just fucks right off. Yeah. Hide yeah. until I need you. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to help you, but I got to hide. Which, I'm fine with that. He'd probably get himself killed in the gunfight. Yeah. He's not very good. And then you run into Meryl, you talk about how I'm fucking Solid Snake, and I just do this for the thrills, baby. I fight for myself. I just love war. It's so fucking sweet. Those are direct quotes. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but barely. Right. And she tells you, I ain't like no other women. I'm different. I forgot about that. Yeah, what does she say? I don't remember. She just says, I'm not like other women. I just put, she's black ops. I wrote here, talk about different guns and dicks and she says i'm more comfortable in this than i am wearing a bra yeah it's very dumb very very (laughs) neo-feminist so she forces herself into coming along and this is where she has the heart to heart about her backstory and her father dies and not lying to herself and it was just another superhero moment where they're just like oh it's time to get serious lame music Mm -hmm. back and forth for 20 goddamn minutes yeah then we're back to the main offices where Meryl uh, starts getting her mind controlled. Yeah, mm. sure does. That's because we're about to run into Psycho Mantis. Oh, my God. He dun, takes dun, over. Dun. Yeah. So you've killed Revolver or you've Revolver all slot, got his hand cut off and ran away. Now you're dealing with the next big bad Psycho Mantis, who is a master at telekinesis. And he like takes over Meryl and she's like, oh, don't you want to be with me, Snake? Yeah. And Snake's like, well, maybe. But then he... Knocks her out so she doesn't die while you're fighting mm-hmm. Psycho Mantis. And then one of the one of very famous moments in gaming, which I remember doing, is Psycho Mantis can read all of your controller output, and there's mm-hmm. no way to beat him unless you plug your controller into the second player slot. So stupid. I remember watching my buddy in college try and do this fight. Yeah, I think we just talked about this. Yeah, we couldn't figure <laughs> it out for the life of us. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. I think it was spoiled for me in a video game magazine and because yeah, I knew to probably. do it before the fight. Try being really high in your dorm room and figuring it out. It's like, how does he know I played Castlevania? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's the other thing. He If he sees like other Konami game, like save games on your memory card, he'll comment about it. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty fucking innovative for 1998, right? Mm. Yeah, it's really neat. And then you uh, kill him. 
And he's like, well, I guess I'm going to die, so I'm going to tell you everything. So go ahead and get to the hidden base through that bookcase there. Yeah. And you want to get to the communication towers. And uh, the only reason he says he's helping you, because Psycho Manus is fucking... Psycho. He's a sadist. It's This is so fucking stupid. I'll say it. He's like, you don't... He's like, you get me, man. You're li- you're just like me. You're not like normal people mm-hmm. who only care about spreading their seed, which is a direct quote. Yes. He's not wrong. No, he does talk and, about it. And he's like, you and me are the same because you just want to... We both want to kill as many people as we can. And you, Snake, are just like the boss. And then, for some reason, at the end of all this, when he's off his fucking soapbox and still dying, he's like, it actually feels good to use my powers to help people. And then he dies. Yeah. He's like, this is the first time I've ever used them to help. <laughs> so, being good to people will kill you immediately. Yep. That's what I got from this. Mm-hmm. Then we're, we are, we've, we've got a lot of game to go. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to power through it. Yeah. Go for it. So Snake and Meryl, they continue through the hidden door to a passage. Meryl gets hit with some sniper, sniper fire and she's about to kill herself because she's slowing you down. And she's like, go on living. Don't give up on people. Don't forget <laughs> me. Another fucking soap opera moment. And on the radio, you find out it's someone by the name of Sniper Wolf, who mm. is also a member of Foxhound. What a coincidence. And then Snake gets captured by the soldiers and Sniper Wolf. He says uh, he will die after he kills you, you being Sniper Wolf. Yeah, and he gets knocked out. Knocked out. And then you wake up in an interrogation room with Revolver Ocelot. Mm-hmm. And Revolver's like, I want those three cards. And Snake's like, I ain't talking. I'm fucking Snake. And then you get a nice torture button prompt sequence. And then you wake up in a cell with the dead body of Anderson, who's been dead for a long time. <gasps> yep. It's got like maggots and stuff crawling out. It was gross. Yeah, it was super gross. Colonel calls you and you're like, yo, you didn't tell me about these missiles. What's the deal? And then there's more torture. Then Revolver Ocelot tells you he wants Russia to be reborn because apparently... He's super pro-Russian and wants them to succeed. Yeah, of course. Somewhere in here, Snake tells Naomi he's the one that killed Big Boss. And there's a lot of big feelings here. Mm-hmm. There's more Naomi backstory that I don't give a shit about. Something about DNA sequences. I tuned out real hard. Mm-hmm. Otacon shows up, gets you out of the cell. You have the flashback where Meryl was shot. You talk to Campbell about it. There's a tearjerker moment with him and his niece Meryl about her. And then Master, your bro who uh, is helping you through the tactical espionage side of this, jumps on and says, don't be so hard about yourself, bro. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I mean, all right, we'll just keep going. So Snake gets to the communication tower, blows it up, liquids flying around in a hind, a helicopter trying to fuck him up. So you boss fight a helicopter with a pistol, mm-hmm. like normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, chopper boss fight on the comms tower. Chopper boss fight. You get the rocket launcher, and you're like, all right, well, blew that thing up, so Liquid's clearly dead. Cool, let's move on to the maintenance base to go find Metal Gear Rex. Because we're still trying to stop the nukes from going off. Yes, you have now got to the point where you can't say Baker, you can't say Anderson. All you can really do at this point is try and stop the nukes. So you fight some invisible dudes on an elevator, you get snapped by Sniper Wolf, and then Otacon comes on the radio, begs you not to kill her. He's like, no, Sniper Wolf's really a good person, bro. Just don't kill her. I really like her. I think she likes me. Yeah. She said hi to me a couple times, and I think she's into me. (laughs) That was a Greg impersonation from Succession. It sounded like Otacon. (laughs) It's pretty close. Yeah. Same kind of character, except Greg in Succession can't hack. It's just a putz. So... You boss fight her, you win. There's another huge backstory where Sniper Wolf is dying and tells you that she was abused as a child. 
Big Boss came and saved her, turning her into Sniper. She went from victim to bully. There's a 45-minute fucking death scene, and Snake puts her down. <laughs> Otacon is sad, and he's like, I don't know why anyone's even fighting anymore, man. And then Snake says the immortal line, if we live, I'll let you know. Ooh. What the fuck does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. And then Otacon's like, you know. he's like, do you think people could fall in love in war? <laughs> There's a lot. Otacon so really sucks. <laughs> And then you move to the blast furnace. Snake gets word from Master that he's like, hey, I think Naomi's a spy. And Snake's like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And you're like, she said her grandfather was a big-time FBI guy, but Hoover was a racist, and your father was Japanese, so that's not true. And the mob investigation started in Chicago, not New York, like you said, so her backstory doesn't add up, guys. Oh. Oh, no. So we got a little bit of doubt here. Was it, was it Naomi who fucking gave everybody up? I don't know. Let's find out. So you run into Vulcan Raven, and there's a lot of dialogue before they fight. Yeah, the, a lot of it. About nothing. I have something about ear pulling at some kind of games event. Yeah. He's like, we used to pull each other's ears and see who gave up first. I was pretty good at it. You want to talk more about it? <laughs> <laughs> 85 minutes later, you boss fight him, and you kill him this time. But again, like Psycho Menace, he's like, cool, I'm going to die. Here's the plan. So Anderson that died wasn't the real Anderson. It was a guy by the name of Decoy Octopus. <gasps> and he doesn't he doesn't just take on somebody else. He uses their blood and everything. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I swear to you, this is like you didn't miss anything. Decoy Octopus was part of the team, turned into Anderson, died as Anderson, and does no long no longer exists in this universe as Decoy Octopus. Yeah, so you never even saw who he, what he looked like. What was the point? What was the point? That's at what all? I I didn't understand that at all. It's like all right. you know what? It was even his blood. It was even Anderson's blood. All intents and purposes, it was Anderson. Oh, it doesn't really matter anyway because Raven gets eaten by or fucking Vulcan Raven gets eaten by a bunch of literal ravens. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. What a way to go! It's a baller way to go. Mm-hmm. That's how I want to die being eaten alive by well near death by ravens. You guys, you could guys can arrange that, right? Uh, I can see what I can Already do. Already done. <laughs> so Master calls again, and the colonel's like, what's this about Naomi? And Master's like, ah, oh, fuck. All right, so the real Naomi Hunt died in the Middle East, and she must be a spy working for an unknown enemy. And Colonel says, oh, we can't get rid of her yet. We need her for the mission. Uh, give me some time to work on this on my end. Mm-hmm. Hmm, not shady at all. No, no, it makes, sense. it makes total sense. And then Snake drops in on Liquid Snake and Revolver talking. Their plan is to drop a nuke. Okay, this whole fuck. This is almost the level of, what is it, Siphon Filter 2? Yes, yeah. So, Liquid and Revolver Ocelot are talking. Their plan is to drop a nuke on a nuclear testing site in China. And the idea is that this way, the U.S. cannot possibly hide it from China, but both governments can hide it from from the public. Right, because it's going to explode in a nuclear testing site. Right. So China can just say, oh, yeah, we did it. But China's going to know it was the U.S. So they're, this is supposedly going to ruin the reputation of the U.S., which fucking good luck with that. Yeah, right. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Like, I don't know what to tell you. So at all, he's like, also, by the way, Mer- uh, Meryl's alive. Yeah. And then they briefly mentioned Big Boss's Outer Heaven, which I believe was in the games and is going to come up in, in future games. Yeah, it was Metal Gear 2, maybe. So Master tells you about this thing called Fox Die, which is a virus that kills specific people, which I think this is our third or fourth game where we do this. Mm-hmm. Parasite Eve was one of them, for sure. Yeah, we had the one Wi-Fi virus that killed people. 
Well, don't siphon filter well, one. Siphon filter, yeah. yeah siphon yeah. filter is that. That's right. So then, that's a bingo board spot. Virus that targets and kills specific people. Master says Naomi's behind it, and you know, before you left, Naomi did give you an injection of nano machines. So you probably got it, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're gonna die. And then Naomi calls you, and she's like, "Oh my God, Snake, let me explain. I was a dirty orphan from Rhodesia." <laughs> and he's like, "Wait, what? wait, what?" Quote. She has a brother named Frank Yeager, who you killed back in the day under his fighting name, Gray Fox. (gasps) So Gray Fox, the warrior ninja cyborg, is Naomi's brother. And apparently he just wants to fight you because you killed his dad. You also killed him. Didn't you in Metal Gear 2? Yes, I believe you killed him or left him for dead or something. Whatever. And she's like, by the way, I'm really sorry about putting those nanomachines in your body. That'll kill you. So... My bad. Good luck. She gets taken away and arrested. You put in the key cards, and you turn out that that didn't deactivate anything. It actually activated the warhead. Ha, you got tricked. Oh, what an idiot. And Master chimes in. He's like, hey, bro, thanks for getting that nuke set up, because Master is the spy. It's not Naomi. Master was found dead at his home a week ago. The Mm -hmm. whole time... It wasn't even Master. It was Liquid Snake in a wig. Oh, my God. There's two Masters of Disguise here. (laughs) Oh, God. Is that why his name is Master? (laughs) Oh, this fucking game. So he's like, I'm not Master. I'm fucking. It's time to die. So Liquid fills the room with deadly gas. Otacon, who reveals at some point here, is like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm a hacker. Opens the door so you can escape. And Liquid and Solid Snake are without shirts. And, uh... This is where Liquid tells you, hey, we're twins. We're identical gene <laughs> copies it's, made from the remains of Big Boss. And it's mm-hmm. just like the movie, Twins. It's exactly One has the all same. the recessive treats. <laughs> so, yeah, Liquid is bitching because he is the quote-unquote leftovers from Solid Snake. And Solid Snake was like the 100% in, like superior version. Yeah. And Big Boss, his whole life, told Liquid Snake he was inferior and he got all kinds of daddy issues and an inferiority complex. Right. Because, duh. Yeah. Liquid says Snake killed Big Boss, so Liquid can't get revenge on Big Boss. So you need to fight Liquid while he's in Metal Gear Rex. Mm-hmm. And I guess killing you is going to be his consolation. So the cyborg ninja Gray Fox shows up, helps you out, because he felt bad that he killed Naomi's parents because he wasn't actually Naomi's brother. He just pretended to be her brother when he found her as a dirty orphan in Rhodesia. Mm-hmm. Right. So far, so good, man. You're killing us. And he sack moves and says some shit about, don't be a tool of the government, Snake, and then he gets stepped on by Metal Gear Rex, and it's gnarly. Yeah, it was pretty good. Takes him a while to die, too. Yeah. Well, he's a cyborg. Right? Oh, man, he really gets fucked up here, too. Obviously. And then you fuck up Metal Gear, you, you're talking to Liquid in some kind of like, I don't know what this was, some kind of other realm, space and time. I don't it was Was it like Assassin's Creed right before you kill someone, you take them to another realm and they Ooh. talk to you? Well, that's what it's been like the entire time. You're tying to cocking people as they're dying. I was waiting for them to go to Requiem, Scott, and Pache. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Liquid's saying some kind of shit about the world no longer needs them. The whole world has gone soft, according to him. Mm-hmm. So some real incel shit. And then he starts... Some fucking IVF story about how Solid and Liquid were part of the terrible children program in the 70s that was created to make super soldiers from the DNA of Big Boss, something about a selfish gene theory, and how this is also called the Genome Soldiers, and how they're both just copies of their father. 
It's so dumb. <laughs> and how this explains golf war syndrome. <laughs> did they say that? I didn't even yes. know. Yes. Oh, of course they did. I missed that. <laughs> really? That was the gene trials. Oh. I mean, it's still dumb, but oh. Yeah, yeah. It's like something that's supposed to be presented as being super deep. Yes. It's like, no, it's just overly complex and dumb. Exactly. So now at this point, the Pentagon is aware Metal Gear was destroyed and there's no way to launch a nuke. So in response, the Pentagon is going to come and bomb, just fucking level the place. Bomb it to hell. Yeah, and how is this Metal Gear Rex so fucking amazing if one guy can just take it out? I'm fucking really tired of this happening in games, too. That's a great question. My other question was, you can put a nuke on anything. Why does (laughs) it need to be far off from Metal Gear Rex? Because Metal Gear Rex had a a rail gun to fire it, so you wouldn't be able to see it on... So uh, oh, is that why it had the, to be Metal Gear Rex? Fire the nuke with the yeah, railgun. It, it was made with the railgun to shoot the nukes. So, uh, so they wouldn't be able to see it on satellite or radar or whatever. Because it was also a stealth nuke. <laughs> of course it was. Of course it was. Course it was. <laughs> it's like a fucking five-year-old talking this story. Well, they're going to see the nuke. No, it's a stealth nuke. Yeah. Well, then they're going to see the missile trail. No, it's a railgun. They don't have missile trails. No, it's a, it's a robot that could just take it there. It's like, where are they going to get a robot that doesn't exist? Well, it's a super fucking futuristic robot, obviously. Duh, they put it in a, they made it in an Alaskan lab. Because <laughs> then no one would find it because it's by itself in a lab. This is so dumb. All right, let's just, let's power through it. We're almost there. Pentagon wants to vaporize this place to basically kill all the evidence of Fox Die. Not, and, well, Fox Die and Metal Gear, but a lot of it was Fox Die, the virus. And the colonel's like, I'll buy you some time, but you need to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the whole mission is just shitting everywhere. The Secretary of Defense comes on the codec. They shoved a headset in that guy, and he's like, and, and Solid Snake's like, I can't, what, the, the colonel's in, th- in charge. What's going on here? And he's like, if you give me the test data, this is the Secretary of Defense, I may let you guys live. And then Snake's like, nah. No, I'm taking that disc. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out Liquid's not dead. Oh. So shirtless Liquid and shirtless Snake throw hands to end this, because, of course, it ends in a fucking brother-on-brother fist fight. Yeah, I won't have to. And then he tells this whole thing about how there's a bomb hooked up to Solid Snake's heartbeat or fucking whatever. So if you die, Meryl dies because she was alive. If Meryl dies, the nuke goes off, wasn't it? Is it Meryl or is it Snake? I think it was the- Meryl. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so Yeah, you have a certain amount of time to yeah, save Meryl. So he's like, so if you kill me, you ha- still have time, you could save Meryl. Yeah, you got to beat him quick enough to save Meryl and yeah. So the the nuke won't fire. It'll just blow up where it is because Metal Gear Rex is yes. destroyed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Snake wins. <laughs> he kicks Liquid off of Metal Gear to his death because I guess they were fighting on Metal Gear's head for some reason. Mm-hmm. You rescue Meryl. You hop on. She, she hops all over. I don't know what my note is here. <laughs> this is what I wrote. And maybe you guys. You rescue Meryl who hops all over you with great horn. It's supposed to be horniness? I guess. She is pretty stoked. I have no idea what you're talking about. She's got great horn. Everybody she knows does, it. man. And then it's like, I guess you got, I guess they fell in love here. They barely know each other, but they're like trauma bonding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is going to end fantastic. It always does. Mm, you know it. Oh, man. We're not almost done. So Otacon calls Snake and tells him, the bomb's coming. You got to get out of here. And Otacon's sack moves. He's like, no, you, I, I'll clear the escape route. You guys get out of here. I'll hack you out. And I had to think about this. He's like, I'm a complete person now, so I could do this for others. But is this, how often do we see the sack move that doesn't come to fruition? Like the person survives the sack move? Yeah, we see it, but not very often. It does often. happen. 
Yeah. And then you and Meryl take this huge Jeep through some fucking underground tunnels, flying out of there. You get to the surface, and somehow Liquid's just there waiting for you. Yeah, right. He's about to kill you, and then he just collapses over and dies. Oh, Because God. of the nanomachines. And, th- and Snake's like, fuck, I might be next because of the nanomachines and all. And then the, the most fucking... All right, so Colonel Campbell calls... He's like, hey, the Secretary of Defense that was just here, he's arrested. Because this Metal Gear thing, the whole thing had was all on him. I, I being Campbell, went right to the president. And the president was like, I don't know what the fuck you're even talking about. So Secretary of Defense was going rogue. And I don't know how that's even possible, but we'll go with it. Mm-hmm. And Campbell's like, do you really think the American government would just fucking nuke Alaska to hide some secrets? Yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing you could do. To It's not going to hide any secrets. It's a nuke, for Christ's sake. It's going to be a lot of questions. So he tells, Snake tells Campbell about Otacon. He should go in there and save him, send somebody in there because he's still alive. He talks about Naomi and tells her that Gray Fox wants her to live her own life and that he, and, and like, he isn't infected the snake isn't affected or whatever, and it's and it's his life to live. Right. And then Meryl and Snake have a moment talking about how maybe they don't want to kill people, and they just want to go live their lives, and it's so fucking hokey and dumb. Mm-hmm. And then we that's the end of the game. We get a post-credit sequence. I don't know oh, if you guys shit, saw this. Oh, shit, I missed this. I was so done with this. <laughs> if you think you're done now, wait till you hear these next five lines. So you hear a voice reporting to somebody named Solidus Snake. Yes, there's a third snake brother. Right. Mm-hmm. And Makes this sense. voice, which we label later learn is Revolver Ocelot, who was a double agent. Oh, yes. I read this part. But... And he says apparently Liquid was the superior one, but he was always just told he was the inferior one. And then the game ends. Well, it makes sense he was inferior or well, had the recessive genes because he was blonde and Solid was. Yeah, an eye patch. That's it. That's the game. That's we all of it. it. We got through it. Uh, my life is better for sure. Holy shit! Yeah, I learned. It's something not. It's there. just really, it's really nice to be justified. Like I played this game back when it came out. I also played Metal Gear Solid Two back when it came out, and then I bailed on the series. I bailed on three, and I think I ended up playing four. You just didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't. I thought I completely missed something. Uh, because everyone talks about this game very fondly, and I loved playing it. I loved playing the original Metal Gear Solid. Whoa! But. All right, let's just you love get the into stealth it. game. Yeah, let's hear what uh, Chumpslap has to say first. Bring it the fuck on, buddy. All right, so Chumpslap, yeah, uh, did watching this video make you want to jump into Metal Gear? Mm. Oh, Rex. did the story work for you, or did it leave you with a bunch of fear? Mm-hmm. And what score out of what out of twenty seven stars do you think you give this here? Nice. I've had worse. <sighs> yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. Do I want to play it? No. Okay. First off, it's a stealth game. Second off, it's a PlayStation 1 game. I mean, I think they made a remake of it, right? Or a remaster. They made an HD remake for two or three, but it's not like they updated it to the standard of the time. It just looks a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I don't. No, I would still wouldn't play it because it is a stealth game and fuck stealth games. Yeah. Did the story work for me? Uh, like, basically, yeah. He okay. went. His mission was to save two hostages and stop the nukes from going off. And in the end, he didn't save the hostages. Well, they were dead. Well, one wasn't dead. 
They had the virus in their system or whatever. They only had the virus because they came in contact with him. No. There's a whole section where Liquid tells you the only reason you were sent there by the Pentagon was because they put the virus in you to take them out. Well, it sets off theirs. Yeah. They already have I it. thought Naomi did it without Pentagon knowledge because she was working for Fox. Well, the, the only reason you were sent there by whoever. I don't know. But you're the one who triggers it in people, obviously, because you trigger it three times in this game. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Solid Snake's there to kill people. I'm trying to read the lore, and I just feel dumber, and I don't want to do it anymore. So I know, I'm just going right. to look into it. But she was, Naomi was involved in the gene therapy from the beginning. Uh, she, I believe, gave it to everyone in Foxhound for other reasons. And you were the trigger, and that was it. That's why was you were Was it that you there. were the trigger, or did you, did she go to, like, face You think they just happen to die and have heart attacks only when you were talking to them and you were that close to them? No, you were the trigger. I thought it was a more remote dead. It doesn't matter. It does. No, it doesn't really matter. But, I mean, it was. <laughs> That part was okay. But then the whole fucking convoluted other shit of Anderson being fucking decoy octopus. Why did Anderson have the blood then? If decoy octopus took his blood. Oh, like if decoy octopus got the (laughs) nanomachine shot, but he stole all of Anderson's blood to become Anderson, you're telling me he's still affected by Fox die? Yeah, that's, yeah. That part was just stupid as hell. It made no sense. Had no reason to be in there. And it's just too convoluted. But in all, I mean, the story works. But there's way too much shit. They try to jam way too much into it. You could make like a fucking three-part movie out of this shit. Just this one game. I know it definitely had two discs. Yeah. It might have been a third. There's a lot of codec. A lot of codec got cut out from... uh... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I kind of liked it. It was different. I mean, we've seen pretty much the same story. One guy goes to save the world, but then all this other weird-ass shit. And then all of a sudden at the end, they're just like, oh, it was all genes. It was the fucking selfish gene, blah, blah, blah. They just dump that on you at the end, which was unnecessary, really. I agree. Because I don't even think Liquid Snake had it right, or else where do these other snakes come from? Anyway, I'm get, I'm going on. I can go on for hours about this, but... Please don't. <laughs> I'll just go to the score. Out of 27 stars, how many did I give it? You know, I'd say... I'll give it an 8. It was slightly better than garbage, but it was nothing to write home about. I don't know why people love this story so much. I really don't get it. It, just, it gets so much more crazy. Like this, I would argue that this game is mostly dealing with reality other than the mech that fires nukes because why would you bother? And Yeah, that whole point. The, ge- the, the genome theory shit, the fox dies a little out there, but I'd, I'd, I'll buy that for sci-fi nonsense, sure. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, the fox die was the least of the problems. The whole... And the backstories, but... Yeah, and then why were these... And then the fucking... Invisible Ninja. And if if fucking Otacon had the invisible shit, why don't you just be like, Otacon, you just go hide in a locker. Give me the invisible shit so I can just sneak around and get get this shit over with. You know what I mean? Yeah, you would end this stuff a lot faster. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty dumb. But yeah, I'll just give it an eight. There you go. With an eight, let's see uh, what Dr. Scientist has to say about it. All right. Why don't you go ahead and ask him some questions there, Sir Chomp Slap? All right. Did watching this video make you want to... Sneak around in a box 
was the story pretty good or could have used more Gray Fox? And out of 27 stars, how many does this clock? Whatever. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like you prepared that. Right now. It wasn't good, so I hope not. (laughs) Whatever. You hate everything, scientists. Go on. (laughs) He does hate everything. That's his thing. No, I just hate bad stuff. Would I play it? No. I watch somebody play it. It's not good enough. (laughs) Okay. You watch a speed run? No. No. I should. The story worked for me. It was fine. Just a guy going in, doing spy stuff. Yeah, the bones were there. Kills a bunch of people. At least the people were interesting. They were. You don't forget these characters. Yeah. And uh, it was a weird way to do it, but they find you kind of get their own motivations for being in Foxhound and doing this as they're dying. It's a weird way to do it, but I guess how else are you going to do it in 1998? Yeah. I thought it was all good when you take it all together with the other ones. It's a continuation of Solid Snake's story. Mm-hmm. And you find out you have twin brother. I mean, it's not any less ridiculous than Star Wars and people like that. <laughs> Throws in some Star Wars hate just for the hell. Yeah. <laughs> Turn the knife on Star Wars. I see how it is. But eh, I, I thought it was, I mean, it's not one of the best stories he did, but it's not the worst by far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but, gave it 12 stars. 12? Oh, shit. Ah, no, I'll make it 13. Okay. All right, 13 stars. At least it was, I, I didn't think it was un- impossible to follow. It was just a little bit ridiculous, but every game we do is ridiculous at some point. Uh, okay. That's cool. All right. I think that's reasonable. No, I ain't hating on it. Anybody want to ask me any questions? Not really. I got one or two for you. Okay. Oh, thank you. Watching this video make you want to play it again. Was the story pretty good? Or could they rewrite it again? (laughs) Out of 27 stars, how many would you give this hen? (laughs) Hen. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I have a lot of problems with the series, uh, mostly because... It's not really a secret that this shit's convoluted as hell. Like, overly complex. I mentioned it previously as we were talking about it, but it really feels like whenever someone had a question, like, for more elaboration, it was like a five-year-old was explaining the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't make sense. Why would Frank be mad, as Gray Fox, be mad at Naomi's parents? It's like, oh, because he killed him. That's because that's what happens. He killed him. It's not really her brother. It's, it's a whole thing. It is a soap opera. That's exactly what this game is. A lot of people have described it as, like, a stealth game anime. Oh, yeah, I could see this being an anime. Yeah, I, I see where they're mm. getting that. I don't think that's crazy to say. Uh, I think for the time it was amazing. It was very cinematic. Uh, this was 1998, so nothing was near this as far as presentation goes. But we're not talking about the presentation. Uh, we're talking about the story. I think the presentation certainly helps it, but you know we can't just focus on that. But I mm-hmm. uh, liked the bosses. I liked Psycho Mantis. I thought Val Rossalot was a little lame, but I still found him kind of intimidating. Uh, evil twin brother thing I could have done without. Mm-hmm. Uh, Otacon and Naomi and Mei Ling and Colonel Campbell, they all feel like real characters, even if some of their backstories are fucking stupid. I also don't like how this game, like every character we talk about, is somehow related to or involved with this exact story right here. Like, yeah, it was Naomi was involved and she was a spy. Campbell was involved with the whole thing way before Snake came on board. Snake's brother is here. Why was Snake sent here if he knew his... It was just too dumb. Like, it was it was too small of a world for all this to be happening. Mm-hmm. So that being said, I liked what they were trying to do. I liked the characters. I liked how they were trying to make it an anti-war thing during a time when video games were not... They were about exploding things. 
Like there, it, nothing was like this. But I'll stop talking. So the score I gave it, I'm gonna give it a 14. Dude, I think the story was good, uh, but I, I think it, I think it was especially great for its time. And when you look at this in the chronology, like the when the games were released, it was certainly a step forward from the NES games. But I feel like the sequels after this like ruined the story completely. Like I think a fourteen is the highest I'll give any Metal Gear game, like by a lot, because it gets so fucking dumb. It gets so, there's a vampire. Did I mention there's a vampire in this series yeah. that kills people? Mm-hmm. And the second one, I don't think Snake's even in the game. I think he's in a part of it, which is not going great for me. I played the whole game a lot. It doesn't matter. But you mostly play as somebody completely else who becomes a big part of the series whatever i'm surprised you guys were so high on this one i think it was good i think the story was good and it was it was done well but all my confusion comes from why people love it so much i don't understand that yeah i'm not a big fan of hideo kojima anyway but this is probably his best work yeah that's hard to do though (laughs) you're right you're right i think this is his best work I think he is a creator is overrated. Not saying I could do any better, but I could. he's treated like a god in this industry. And yeah, I don't get I it. Don't, well, this was, yeah, this was different at the time, you know, like no one's ever seen. Uh, he's still making games. I know, but at the time, I'm just saying like, who thought a game would be fun to just hide and stealth around? You know what I mean? I mean, for its time, it was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I could still... I think I could probably go back and replay this game from the beginning to end and have it not be painful because a lot of the PlayStation 1 games, like tank controls, all that shit, Mm -hmm. like it's painful. I think this might hold up, but it's still a PlayStation 1 game. But anyway, anybody have anything else they want to say about this? Because the other stories are going to get so fucking wild. Well, when we get to episode 300. I think this story was pretty bare bones, the whole... It's No, I know you're... It's like it's bare bones... It's like it's wearing a simple. prom dress to the fucking convenience store. You know what I mean? Yeah, it you're puts right. way it's too much, much on. I don't even know what that analogy means. <laughs> it's I kind of get it. It's like what it is. The bones are there. There's just so much superfluous other bullshit that does not need to be here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, would you rather have it in audio logs? No. I mean, fair enough. Well, plus the way they tell it, it's just people talking again. I mean, really, it comes down to. For me, I think it's a great game and it's amazing for the time, but I don't understand the the yeah like, I don't the see why it's rabid so fan base yeah. that loves this game. But you know, to each his own. Not everyone loves Portal, but here we are. Some people are wrong. It's just how it is. <laughs> Dude, we did Metal Gear Solid on Portal. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so if we got nothing else to say about it, let's wrap this up by going to our favorite segment of every week, which is. Dr. Scientist classic 90s album, Lock of the Week. Rocking out to the 90s in my time machine. Every week we ask Dr. Scientist for a 100% guaranteed amazing 90s album banger, and he has never let us down. This week, Dr. Scientist, what do you got for us? Oh, we got uh, an album released May 23rd, 1995. 95. Mallrat soundtrack. No, I would never pick such Damn. garbage. What are you talking about? There's some good Damn. songs on that. It really is. Hmm. Suzanne. It's bad religion on it. Doesn't make the album good. You don't know. You don't know. I, I do. I, I, I've heard you don't the know album. what it is. He Come doesn't on. know anything. <laughs> All right, whatever. Anyway, 1995. Pulp uh, Fiction soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, that, that's even worse. <laughs> and a terrible movie to boot. All right. Now you're just hurting for no reason. <laughs> you're just stabbing people. <laughs> anyway. Give us another hint. We don't, have, we don't know what it we is. Based on the <laughs> I, I, yeah, you didn't get one hit yet. I gave you the release date. 95. All right, go ahead. Ah, 
The music on this album follows themes of addiction and romance through a loosely defined narrative from the lead singer's own troubled life when he was in his late 20s. And the album's cover features childhood pictures of the three members of the band. Tried to give you an extra time one there. Uh, Everclear. Three Doors Down. And what's the name of the album? Oh, is it Three Doors Down? No. It's Everclear. Everclear. Okay. <laughs> three Doors Down, I don't think it was in the 90s. Uh, Everclear. Oh, my God, I can see it. <sighs> I swear to God. Uh, Something about <laughs> Afterglow. I remember. What is it? Uh, sparkle and fade. Oh, Papa Scotch uh, gets it. He steals the point. Whoo, that, half a point. I don't know. No, he gets the whole thing. He from. stole it. He said three doors down. <laughs> you don't know the rules of the scoring here. He you stole. You know, everyone it. said that three doors down was the Everclear of their day. Everyone <laughs> says that. Yeah, they did. I remember that. Everyone says that. Uh, whatever. Everybody over at fucking Pitchfork has been saying that. For what years. songs were on that? Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Yeah. Heart spark dollar sign. I don't fucking remember. I just, uh, here's a screenshot. Heroin Girl. That's right. Heroin Girl was the other one I couldn't think Summerland's of. Summerland's on there. I don't think I remember. Chemical Smile. My Sexual Life is on. That's all. They're all good songs. I don't think I ever listened that to any of it. That was the first concert I ever went to was Everclear and, oh, Soul Coughing. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. And the Black Eyed Peas were there. They opened. What does Soul Coughing do? Oh, they just had one song. Was it that, that fucking... Uh, whatever. You're the one that went to the concert, Papa Scott. You tell us. I know, but they only have the one song at the time, and it was the only song I ever remember from them. And you don't remember it now? Something about people. Circles. That's the name of it. Spin the black circle. Don't want to walk around in circles. Walk uh, around in circles. Yeah. Walk around in circles. Walk around in. Dude, everyone remembers their first concert. I don't. Mine, mine was rancid. At the Electric Factory. I couldn't tell you. Mine was also at the Electric Factory. I have no fucking idea. Yeah, that was Black Eyed Peas before Fergie was in it. Jesus Christ. So they had some DJ, then they had the Black Eyed Peas, then they had Soul Coughing, and then Everclear, who played... I just remember... I bet you Chumps Left does remember. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) I just remember them playing so loud I couldn't hear anything. Like, I I couldn't hear my thoughts. No, I don't remember. I bet he remembers and he just doesn't want to say it. I wish I did. No, I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't. I was a... Big fan. Big fan of Everclear. At the time. This was 1995. Things were different. I'm trying to think. It, yeah. it's, not, it's a good album. It's good. They write good songs. I mean, they're simple, but they're good. Whatever. Well, there you go. That's the <laughs> 90s album recommendation of the week that Chump Slap loves. <laughs> now we're going to get to our favorite segment of every week, which is Chump Slaps. Who would win in a fight? Who's going to win in this fight? It's going to be a knockdown, drag down, kick you in the face and punch you in the neck and drop a couple elbows on your chin. Every week we ask Chump Slap for three who would win the fight question. I love pissing One from the game we just talked about, one from gaming in general, and one from history and or celebrity. So the game we just talked about, I mean, let's... Okay. Um, let's do Mei Ling versus Naomi. Fight to the death. You only see their faces the entire episode. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with Mei Ling. Okay, why is that? Because Naomi is a liar, right? She's the, one who did, okay. she's the one who did all that shit. Yes, yes, I just thought... Yeah. She's uh. I didn't know that was a fighting attribute we took into consideration here, but I like it. Well, she's. I don't know. I don't fucking know anything about him. <laughs> what has that stopped you before? I just. Well, that's the only thing I know. I know. <laughs> One's a liar, and the other one tells the truth. So there it is. So you're definitely going with 
Mei Ling over Naomi. Yeah, Mei Ling's got a fucking pretty crazy, I don't know, high kick. I saw it once. It was pretty badass. I feel like you're not even trying to make stuff up. I can't anymore. I don't know. Scientist is so angry at me. (laughs) (laughs) Then we'll go ahead and we'll move into the next fight to get this over with. And uh, this is a heavyweight bout, and I thought it'd be fun to talk about. So who do you think would win the fight in the winner's bracket? Because I think I mentioned both these in previous ones. Who would win between Kirby and Mm. Kratos? (laughs) Fucking Kratos, dude. You think Kratos will figure it out? Well, first... He's got a fucking axe he can throw way further than Kirby can suck wind in. You know what I mean? Yeah, he sure does suck. Ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> what was that, a fucking Wayne's World joke? <laughs> He's been sitting on that one. <laughs> I wish. I'm going to save that for episode 200, he said. Does Kratos have Atreus with him? Because he can just fucking arrow him from far away. Nope, just straight up Kratos versus Kirby. Just well, the Dukes. Kratos has so many different things he can use. Like, what if he can't? What if? What if he just has his fists? He's got to get him close to Kirby. Is Kirby he's just killed stuck him right up? Fucking gods! He's killed entire worlds. Are you talking about Kirby? Both. <laughs> no, it'd have to be Kratos. I mean, it'd be silly to fucking take Kirby over Kratos. I don't know. That's just. It- I have a feeling Kirby would suck him in, and you'd fight like a Kratos level inside of Kirby. Oh, yeah, I could see him like climbing back out of fucking Hades. He's just climbing out of Kirby's fucking mouth. And then he and just his fucking guts blow up. Yeah. And that's exactly. He got if it. If anyone could bust themselves out of Kirby, it would probably be Kratos, right? Or mm-hmm. would he eat Kratos and then become Kratos? Doesn't that something that Kirby does? He takes like the yeah, form, whatever he does. He's... Yeah. Right? I don't know. I don't Let's say that. yes. Yeah. He'll eat Kratos and become the Blades of Chaos. Perfect. All right. Let's wrap it up there. We don't need to keep going. Oh. People have things to do. People are tired of this shit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Last fight. We'll just wrap it up real quick. Who would win the fight between Popeye and Elon Musk? Popeye. Because there's not even a question there. Does he have spinach? Doesn't matter. Even fucking puny little spinachless Popeye can stomp Elon Musk's stupid, ignorant ass. There you go. Popeye. I I threw you a softball there just to kind of wrap this up. So let's say people uh, maybe didn't share our opinions. And they think that Metal Gear is the best possible series that could ever exist. And they wrote a lot about it. Where would they send that email to, Sir Chompslap? Well, send it to plottytime at gmail.com. And I'll, I'll check it out because I'd love to know why you would think such a stupid thing. And if you're <laughs> one of our fans that uh, agree with us on how we feel about this game and want to uh, spread the word around to everyone you know about how we kind of shit on Metal Gear a little bit, how would you do that via the socials there, Dr. Scientist? At Plotty Time on Instagram and Twitter, as long as that lasts. Or stop by the subreddit and talk to us with a picture of Chump Slap at his first concert or whatever you think it is. I couldn't tell you. Perfect. Can't wait to see Backstreet those. Boys. <laughs> they were tortured by Papa Scotch. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Perfect. If you want to buy merch, go to PlottyTime.com. Support us because we just put out 200 episodes worth of content, so that'd be cool. That's fucking sick. That's a lot of shit, dude. That's, That's a lot of episodes. Not a lot of podcasts get to 200. That's like 300 hours of Man, all the money we made, too. I know, right? We're really... We might retire soon, guys. Dude, even at a penny a, an hour, it'd be way more than I made. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's wrap this up. We're still so, in the red. As, as always, don't trust Dr. Scientist. Shout out to Blaine JJ, Drago the Slago, Hatman, and Louise Guzman. And we'll talk to you next time on episode 201. 
Peace. Peace. Peace.